October 18th, 2022, and it's episode 78 of Stop Skulls From Podcasting. Hey, it's me, Derek. And I'm Grace, producer Grace, a.k.a. The Dudes. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I believe one, maybe two people who asked questions today did in fact refer to you as the deuce yeah i don't know how i feel about this that's my name i don't feel i don't know how i feel about this awooga <laughs> <laughs> the deuce the deuce is loose the deuce is loose uh, let's go it is episode 77 no we, 78 se- oh my god already, already introduced the podcast grace <laughs> it is episode 78 you're the deuce, you're producer grace <laughs> Supposed to know these things, <laughs> and um, just out of the gates, I want to let you guys know that Derek and I are extra. The dude, the deuce is extra loose today because uh, we just spent the entire weekend at Portland Retro Gaming Expo in Portland. Or Porgy, <laughs> as you might have guessed. We do not, um, do not Google P R G E. You might find a bunch of stuff about the Purge. Oh. Movies. That's true. Uh, which is not helpful when you're trying to figure out something about PRG. Yeah. If you're like pur- purge gaming, that's yeah. not that's <laughs> not the same thing. Yeah, the 12 hours all <laughs> Though games, I do all games are legal. I do feel like <laughs> you you want a game finally. Now you can. It's legal. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that's why I purge have yeah. they, have they, have, have Your mom hates Dead Space, but now she can't do anything about it because <laughs> it's legal. It's legal now, mom. Yeah, come on. Yeah, the ESRB is like, sorry for 12 hours. We just, oh, nope, close our eyes. <laughs> we, uh, so we have been, we have not slept a lot over no. the last three or four days. And, to be, and also, to be our fair, voices are shot. We're a little, uh, we're a little dry throated right now. So and we, we drove, by the way. We and just we drove, drove our car. So. Yeah, from Seattle. Um, and uh, also with these fires out here, you know, we got these fires out here. Uh, air quality is like not terrible, uh, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also just add the fact that like you're not sleeping very well, uh, and you are driving, and then you're meeting friends that you haven't met in years, and you're talking a lot and yelling and having a good time and i just had chapstick on me all weekend just trying to keep my lips from falling off Mostly and then also did it all right. on top of that we were working the entire weekend trying to set a world record and yeah. we did actually i think so um well you want to just get right into it yeah grace what did you do at prge i participated in a multimedia gaming event of the century in which we met up with a gentleman who brought with him 17 copies of Faceball 2000 for the Game Boy. For the Game Boy. Original Game Boy. Yep. And several uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance systems, several (laughs) Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Link cables. And we also brought Several of the things I just listed, including GameCubes and Game Boy players and whatever. No copies of the game. No copies of the game. Yeah. And we brought 17 only because we, just in case. Yeah. Because we were trying to get set up the first ever 16 player game, multiplayer game of Faceball 2000 going. Now, spoilers. Spoilers. We spent basically the entire weekend trying to get this working. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we. Where we uh the uh, huge shout out, of course, to Uncle Bob, who was a uh, uh, who is the expert. Who, yeah, who really came in with like the knowledge and the hardware, uh, and we were able to uh help get with our connections from the uh the video game uh, history foundation. 
they had a big old uh, uh, exhibition, as they always do at Portland Retro. Mm-hmm. And we talked to Frank. We talked to Kelsey. We, we, they said, hey, go ahead and use uh, a couple tables that we had, that they had, rather, um, in the foundation. So we actually set up shop there. Uh, we kind of told some friends. We didn't make a big public announcement about it because we really only needed 15, 14 like-minded individuals. And uh, we asked some friends of ours from other YouTube places, like, hey, bring an extra GBA, bring an extra cable just in case. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave us a two-hour window. And we met on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Grace and I got there early a little bit to set up. And we tried for two hours. And the whole two hours, was, we we posted pictures of it uh, up on, uh, uh, on Twitter, as well as other people that participated on it <laughs> posted pictures. And... Um, it is not an easy task to get uh, 16 Game Boys all hooked up and get them to properly talk to each other uh, for uh, one glorious game of Faceball 2000. Let's back up a little bit, though. You know what Faceball 2000 is? It is essentially the simplest first-person shooter you could possibly imagine. Uh, think about Wolfenstein 3D and think about it even more rudimentary. It's also and. was maybe one of the first like first person shooter. So Faceball 2000 didn't originate on the Game Boy. No. <laughs> it um came out was it a DOS game originally? Oh, it was 1987, so probably it must have been a DOS game. Yeah, so it it was it is basically it is a first person shooter game that came out before, you know, Wolfenstein and uh, mm-hmm. like all the the guys at id. And it was a pretty successful game. It has, you know, around that time was ported to basically every single system that could run it, mm-hmm. including the Game Gear, the SNES. S- not the NES, but the SNES, the Game Gear, the Game Boy, uh, the Genesis, maybe the Master System. I guess if it came out on the Game Gear, it must have come out on the Master System. I don't know if that actually ever happened. But it came out in more places than you would imagine. And And I guess I am going to say any system that could possibly run it. I will say that the Game Boy version of Faceball is particularly hilarious. We have talked about it before on Punching Weight. It is in the episode um, that is about game original Game Boy 3D mm-hmm. uh, graphics, or orig- you know, 3D, surprising 3D yeah. in original Game Boy, which is a really fun episode. It's also got like Toy Story, Racer, and other R- things. Race like- Driving and uh, 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 Days of Thunder and X. Mm-hmm. Um, did that one? I don't think actually that might not have been the episode we talked about Game Boy, because the 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 Toy Story game was a Game Boy Color game, so that that, that might have been no, on the, yeah. So I think that it, was on a different episode. It, no, no, but, it was in the same episode, but I think we kind of played it fast and loose with the definition of original Game Boy. I, I think s- anything before the Game Boy Advance, basically. You know what? We make a lot of videos over the <laughs> over many years, and sometimes we do forget the details. Um. Oh, and someone. Oh, yeah, Nick in the in the uh, chat. It, was it actually developed for the Atari ST, Atari's PC line? It was. On, I know it was on the Atari ST. Okay, yes. So if, if that was, that might have, I don't remember if that was the original or not. If if you're saying it is, it probably is. But it's I'm essentially not like, going to Google you know, that right now. There are a lot of <laughs> games that like uh, uh, have, you know, corridor type movement in them. But like this one kind of has like full they, they, 3D movement left and right with it like as opposed to like you know uh, Fester's Quest or, or Google 13 or The Mansion of Innsmouth <laughs> uh you know those very good examples i thought of just now uh this you know basically it, it is it is a corridor shooter with like completely the most basic graphics possible you're shooting what is essentially emojis smiling emojis uh but you do have enough like you know fidelity with your right and left movements so there is a bit more of 
kind of a full 3D space you're moving inside of. It is not high-tech stuff. However, um, I believe it is the only version of the game that has... It was the only version of the game, I think, that had possibly the ability to link together this many things. Uh, 16 players. Yeah, Fable. because uh, the the story is, is the people who are pointing it to the Game Boy happened to have like a superstar um, developer guy called, uh, I think his his nickname was Champagne, but his name, his name's Robert. I'm forgetting. Champagne his... Poppy. So Drake. <laughs> yeah, Drake. So Drake was there making this game. He, you know, he was doing, he was doing Degrassi and then at yeah. night he was Listen, flying Jimmy to Texas. Cooks, Jimmy Cook's 16 player. <laughs> Faceball 2000. So the, this, so Rob was able to make this theoretical idea where you could hook up 16 player, do like this insane multiplayer game on the Game Boy. Yep. And they were even going to make a proprietary 16 player cable, which never ended up happening, probably because it was a terrible idea that would never work and would not sell well, though I wish it had come out. Yeah. But so it was always fabled that this was something they can do. As far as we know, it wasn't even tested by the developers because they didn't have 16 people in their offices. They only had yeah. about 10 people working at their office at yeah, the time. There, I, I need to look at that quote again because we I, I looked at it briefly when we were kind of had some downtime trying to get all this shit working. Uh, and the quote was like, we didn't even have 16 people. We only had we only tested up to 10. I don't know if that's because they didn't have physically you know, 16 pairs of hands around, or they only had 10 Game Boys amongst themselves. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what prevented the, the original dev team from doing the full testing themselves, but even they did not do it. And uh, we were able to get, you know, four player working, no no problem. Mm -hmm. You're able to get five player working, no problem. In fact, we were able to get up to eight players. We got two games of eight. And by the way, on the box, it only says one to four players. Yeah, I believe it says that the 16 thing is somewhere. I forget exactly how I came up, uh, this knowledge came to be. It was like either in a, some kind of magazine or a press release or somewhere, but... It's not uh, in the manual, as far no. as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, because Uncle Bob, who is kind of the expert of this on the internet, who's done, attempted it multiple times because he happens to have all of the equipment you need for it, mm -hmm. has... Um, has, has, has the instruction book. Has the instruction book. Yeah. And so I, I looked through it, did not find it in there. But it's obviously, you, you are able to do way more than you would think. That yeah. just, you know, it is physically possible to this, do a lot more than you would think. Well, and actually, I'll do a quick sidebar on how crazy the story goes. So we okay. made this video. We made the e-reader video, actually. Long time ago, we made a video about like the Game Boy. 2016? No, 2018, I believe. Okay. Um, Time is is a flat exactly. baseball. I have no idea. 2018 or 2019, 2017, <laughs> one of those three years. <laughs> Who knows? So we found these uh, incredibly like high quality scans of like e-reader cards and like e-reader, uh, uh, you know, ads and stuff like that, showing like stuff that was never released and all this kind of like really cool stuff. And near as we could tell, the only person that had ever scanned these pictures into the internet was this guy, Uncle Bob. A self-described Nintendo super fan. Yes. And I, I would verify that he is, in fact, a Nintendo Absolutely. super fan. <laughs> uh, and so we just, you know, we used those pictures. And then he kind of contacted us and said, hey, those are my pictures. We're like, oh, cool. Well, uh, we'll give you credit for it. Thanks again. And then um, about a year or so later, some mo either like one second or several months later, 
who could say? We decided to make another video and we were looking up Baseball 2000 stuff and this guy Uncle Bob shows up again. We find a blog post or a, for, no, a forum post from like 2008. On the Nintendo World re Report Was that forum. what it was? Yep. NWR. So on this blog post, this guy Uncle Bob claims to have uh, uh, wrangled up some friends and successfully when done a 2000, done a... An eight-player game? Or it was when the whatever Smash game came out around that time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which, but it was around when that came out. So there were a ton of people just kind of at a game store and we're just like hanging out. So he brought all of the equipment and was just like, while we're here doing super crazy, you know, Smash Brothers multiplayer, let's try to get baseball working. And so they get in there and I think they, do you remember the number they got up to? You know, uh, because of the numbers we've had to do all weekend. I forget what number they got to, but it was something like eight or nine, maybe 10. Yeah. And that was interesting to us because we were doing research on this topic. And near as we could tell, he was the only person in the English speaking world, at least, that has successfully gotten that many. Ten, nine, I forget what the number was, but he was the only person who had had any kind of any kind of like evidence. He did take pictures. This was like, you know, back in, you know, 2008, 2010. So digital pictures, you know, how 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 high a quality they were. But we reached out to him again and was like, hey, so are you the same Uncle Bob from before? Because like we look around and it's like, there's a couple, there's, there's, there's a dude yeah. named Uncle Bob who kind of posts on forums a lot. And he's like, yeah, that was me. And then smash cut to like a, a week or two ago where we decide that we're just going to do this. And Uncle Bob's like, yeah, I'm going to come down there. I'm, I'm going to be in Portland for this. My first time going to Portland. He's from the Midwest. So I'm going to fly over there. I'm going to bring all this stuff. And we're going to... You down, bro. And we were like, we we super down. Absolutely, bro. we down. So we, we emailed back and forth. It was such a logistical... Just a logistical task. Like making sure that we had all the equipment we, he, we needed. That he had all the equipment he needed. And we talked about it. And originally what uncle bob had done for this to get this cables going is he originally was trying to make it kind of like a fun tribute to nintendo like portable history so he had the original game boy he had game boy colors he had game boy pocket game boy pocket he had the game boy advance he had the you know like uh i almost said ds Lite, but that's wrong but he had the um sp sp he had a gamecube with the a, you know the player and, and he hooked all of those different he systems even had up. A, no he even had a a game a super game boy 2 for the super nintendo oh sorry i just that, bumped something that, uh, uh so he had every device represented that could possibly uh take this cord and that is how he got and that's what he did but so he <laughs> what he had done is um there is you know kind of how when Nintendo moved from the original Game Boy cartridges to the Game Boy Color cartridges, there was like a little notch that was added that made things not quite backwards compatible. Well, something similar happened with um, their cables that they had to make things multiplayer. Yeah. So Bob had actually... Well, they removed the notch, rather. Yeah. yeah so for, for this Bob had to modify the cables to do this, to make them all work. Blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. So when we were talking about it, we decided that we should try to stick with Game Boy Advance systems because the Game Boy Advance link cable has a notch in it that helps it stay in place better. Because the thing about this multiplayer connection is that if one system gets disconnected, the whole 
chain breaks. Yeah, it's Christmas right. Christmas lights rules. Yeah, everything breaks. So we were just trying to minimize failure points as much as possible. So, yeah, so we're talking 16 games, 16 systems, and 16 cables. Yeah. And any one of those things, you do the math because I'm not good at it, uh, can uh, can can make something break. Yes. And then on top of that, if it's you... It's 48, but there's 48 variables there. But like, And also, if you don't switch the Game Boy on at the right time, if you know something jiggles, it... It breaks everything. So it is a little difficult to get going. So anyway, so we were doing Game Boy Advance systems plus our GameCube to get this going. We had a few friends bring up some SPs, some other Game Boy Advances. I have my modded screen, like backlit Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. Derek had his two SPs. We also brought a couple, like a Game Boy Color just in case. But we, so we had all these things. Oh, we even, we had all these cables. We even bought like third party brand new cables <clears throat> because all these Game Boy Advance cables, you know, the Game Boy Advance was made in 01 to 05, 06 or whatever. Yeah. So like at best, these can, these cords are like 15 years old, you know? Yeah. So we we had we had we tried to get extras of everything. We had new batteries. We had all this stuff coming in. We get to the convention to um, we plan to try to do this on Saturday because, you know, sometimes people leave on Sunday. Things are crazy. So we wanted to do everything on Saturday. We get there, we get it all set up, and we have all these people there, and everyone is so, like, invested trying to get this to work, and it's just not working. And even um, Uncle Bob was talking with us, and he was like, yeah, I didn't have this much trouble when I did this back in 2008, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. almost <laughs> over a decade ago, I guess, yeah. at that point. And so we were trying to figure it out. We were able to get, like, two eight-player games going. Yes. Two separate instances of eight-player games, you know, four separate instances of four-player games. So everything worked, but, but, but we weren't able to get above nine. nine. Yeah, nine was just this roadblock. Like, we would get eight, no problem, and then we'd add one more system and it just wouldn't work. And we start swapping systems, start swapping cables. Just it, We couldn't get to work nine. So then we'd go, okay, let's go back and see if we can't get eight working again. And then, sure enough, after a couple of tries, eight would work fine. But something about nine just wasn't working and unfortunately um we had a time limit on how yeah. late we could stay at um the video game history uh <laughs> museum space and they were so generous letting us stay there at all i'm so grateful to kelsey and frank for yeah. putting up with it because it got you'll you'll see in the video it got loud there was some fun stuff happening it was really cool i do think we maybe got nine working once I think, well, what happened and I, and, is and we got it when, working for like two seconds and then it crashed. Yeah. That, so typically, all right. So what, what is working? What is not working? So so basically, uh, first off, shout outs to Gilly the Kid. He was there to help out. Um, and he was, uh, he's a band leader and a musician himself. And so, a YouTuber. And a YouTuber as well. Well, I mean, I assume they knew that he was a YouTuber, but he's a YouTuber, has a channel. Uh, he has a, a N64 DDR pad that he's not used to play Goldeneye yet. I don't know what's wrong with him. But I do know that his sense of timing... <laughs> His sense of timing is very good. So he actually eventually just took the role of the conductor. And he was really good at like, okay, on go. Three, two, one, go. And we all turn our stuff on at the at the same time. And after a while, everyone got really quiet for those moments. And so I haven't watched the footage yet, but I'm hoping that the sound of 16 Game Boys all clicking on at the same time, just like this a ASMR brilliance. <laughs> I'm not sure how, because we had like five or six cameras rolling and Onboard mic, we had a boom mic over here. But and like, I'm running around like with my camera and then we have another. Yeah, so yeah, it's, and a couple it's gonna, phones and stuff. It's going to be a bit. We did finally get nine working. And what that means is we were able to successfully start the game up, get to the title screen, 
somebody hits start to go to the menu. And at the menu, you can see how many players it says at the bottom, you are player, you know, eight. There are nine players total. We hit go. If you hit arena, it brings up the map selection screen. And then if you hit start, it goes white and then it's back out. And then the game starts proper. You can move around and stuff. We got to, I think on, on Saturday, we got to nine. We got to the menu. We got to uh, the map selection screen. We hit go. We got into the game and it locked up immediately. It, you could see the game for like two seconds and then it locked up. But still, after two hours and for me, about four hours because I got there early to set up. Yeah, it was exhilarating to even get that far. Um, no, but then everybody cheered like we had successfully done it. And it was like, no, we just got to the menu. At nine, you know, but at that, there was a point where about, we're about a half, we're about an hour and a half in and we're just trying and trying and people kind of chatting and talking and stuff about it. And I had this moment where I had to like really just get outside of myself because I had this moment where I realized like, oh my God, there are, not only are there like, you know, 14 other people all doing this, there's a whole lot of people like watching as well. And I was like, all of these people are just here for my dumb video, for our dumb video. And I suddenly got very anxious and I was like, no. No, just don't think about it. Like, just they, they, they want to be here. They're happy to be here. But I immediately got very self-conscious. But I had to pull myself out of that and be like, no. Because everybody was so down. And I can't thank everybody enough. Uh, everybody was just... We kept on failing and failing. But no one ever lost hope. No one ever lost uh, uh, the passion. And we really did it up until the bitter end. Uh, trying again and again. And every single time it, it was it failed, you'd be this... Oh, Let's go again. Nobody ever lost that passion. So I'm and it so, was, it was so amazing. happy we were able to do that. Yeah. So um, after all that happened, me, Derek, and Uncle Bob were kind of chatting like about what was going on. And we decided we still wanted to keep trying. And as we were talking about this, someone who had sort of been hanging around on the periphery watching us came up to us. Uh, her name is Sierra. And she was like, hey... I am a computer science person. I like to mod Game Boys on the side. I'm really invested. Can we, can I try to help? And so we were like, okay. So I was able to get in touch with someone who works at the convention on the volunteer side. And they were able to talk to someone, set up a, a quiet room for us to be in basically their break room so again thank you so mm -hmm. like oh my god thank you so much so we were able to go on sunday into a um a different space with less people and derek and i were just exhausted <laughs> at this point yeah derek and i are also i think we talk about this a lot we're very dumb we're just like we're just here but we know nothing about cable about <laughs> cables yeah. well no computer technology coding you're really underselling what, anything. what sierra was no i'm the and i'm not here. trying yeah. to undersell it i, I want to get to that but okay. so derek and i don't know a lot and we're exhausted uncle bob and sierra do know a lot and our um, sierra was actually bringing in a really high level of technical knowledge mm -hmm. and she um also does troubleshooting for things that are broken <laughs> in a computer e-way all the yeah. time and she uh, was able to actually bring a professionalized, like, okay, we're going to label everything. We're going to go ABC. We're going to start from the bottom, work our way up. We're going to find... Okay, all right. Technically, that was my idea. What is the broken piece? <laughs> what, was... <laughs> is, what is the link in the chain? 
that is breaking us down. And because at first we were like, maybe the cables are too long or maybe, you know, the cables are popping out. That, that was what we decided is that the cables weren't working. Yeah. And she was she was really the first person to bring to my mind. She's like, how do these cables work? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, yeah, neither do I. But like, how was, you know, where is the the uh, she, she actually got I got a a pen and, and paper for her and she started kind of like sketching out like well then where does the, you know this go and where does that go and she was kind of saying like well we can keep kind of messing around with these cords but like i don't actually know how the cables how they're wired and i would like to get in there and try and figure out like how do these connectors even work exactly because i did hypothesize that uh we don't know anything about the cables are we perhaps j- daisy chaining them in an incorrect way is there a proper because like, we also are already kind of doing a really crazy daisy chain where if you plug like the Game Boy Advance, like technically you shouldn't be able to use Game Boy Advance cables for a Game Boy <laughs> game. Yeah. So we are already doing something kind of really broken and wrong. I mean, but amazing. But it's not how it was intended to be done. But that's not stopped done. me before. Yeah, like <laughs> that's not stopped, not stopped us before. So we were like, you know, oh man, maybe it's these cables, blah, blah, blah. So we get in there at about one, I think. Sierra's there, Bob's there. We get all this stuff set up. And they, Derek and I are there. But we're, we're just kind of like flies on the wall because they are just getting in there. They are doing all this stuff. So they work on it for like five hours <laughs> just an incredible amount of time and eventually what they figure out and mostly what sierra figures out is that we were having the most problems with the game boy advance sps and we were like you know that's really weird because you would think they would be the best and eventually we set up a hypothesis that the failure point is actually the game boy advance sps because they are so old that at this point, they're because they are rechargeable batteries, their battery just doesn't hold as much power as it should. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hold as much power as like fresh AA batteries in the Game Boy Advances. So once we took those out of the chain, suddenly it was working <laughs> yeah. again. And we were, we didn't, we were able to get, uh, you know, we did it. We kept plugging it in. Suddenly it was like seven player, eight player, yeah. nine player. 10 player, 10 player, 11 player, at 12 point, player. At one point, I think we had an 11. I forget the number again because it was just uh, so, it was so many hours and I, I, it was a blur. But we got to we just started being like, OK, what Game Boys run on double A batteries? What can we put double A batteries into? And so we got a bunch of pockets, got a bunch of uh, uh, colors. And um, there was some people kind of hanging out back there. And at one point we had an 11 player game running. And it was just like me, Sierra, Bob, and, and Grace. And I was just like, hey, guy, hey, guys, grab a, grab a Game Boy. Let's do this. And just like people kind of like just people that are hanging out. And we completed. We played an 11 player game. Which, by the way, is 10, 10 tags or 10 kills. Yeah, tags. No, they're called tags. They're called tags. Because technically it's a game of tag or something like that. Because also, you know, the, the, the words deathmatch and frag weren't hadn't hadn't been coined yet. John Romero had not coined those terms yet. Yeah, I think this game came out in like 91. 91. And the, and the original <laughs> the original PC game was 87. Yeah. So we were so that we were tagging our little hearts out and someone actually actually um oh, Loxton, yeah, Loxton YouTuber Loxton was the one who was also there the whole time really helping us out. He got <laughs> He got the he the ten kills. He, he got yeah. the uh, or the ten tags. Sorry, but that was the but that was also one game where we had the GameCube hooked up. So we got we have footage of all of that. 
Yes. Assuming it hasn't been, assuming we haven't walked by any magnets uh, in the last like oh, 12 God, hours. Oh God, don't say that. I, my heart um, just stopped. <clears throat> but we, so we got that and then we kept trying and we, but the problem was, is we once we took the SPs out, we kind of didn't have enough systems anymore. Yeah. So we did, um, Uncle Bob actually ran out and because at this point the floor had closed on the convention, like people were still breaking down their shops. Oh no, so, oh, actually, can I sell this part? Okay, yeah. So here's what happened is, is, is Sunday the floor closes at five. Um, I finally got out and I was just, um, I managed to, I was, I was playing Doom for the 32X on the show floor and it was honestly like, I, I only was on the show floor for overall like about an hour for the entire weekend. I get out there, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun and then Grace is like, you gotta come back, I think we got this. And it's like 4.55 and I get there and this is when I hear all this hullabaloo. Uh, this is when we do the 11 player game and we realize we need more Game Boys. We kind of realize the power issue was the thing. And while we're talking about this, it's like 4.58, 4.59. And we realize we need to, I think the number we were getting stuck on was 13. I don't remember. I forget. But <laughs> it at might one have point, been eleven. I forget I what we. Oh, we hit another wall. But we need. But the problem is we weren't sure what we were dealing with. We needed two more Game Boys with with AA batteries. And we look at our watch. It's like five oh one. The floor is officially closed. We ju we just realized we need to buy a retro thingamajig. And at the at the at best place to buy a retro thingamajig, and it just ended, just closed. <laughs> so we're like, what do we do? And we like, oh, there's a there's like a retro shop that's nearby, but that's like about a five minute drive. We want to take all this stuff down because we. At and this I was point, calling them, and they weren't picking up. Yeah, we, we had like, this oh gigantic round table. And we had all these Game Boys, all Daisy Chain and stuff, and it's like it would have actually taken about twenty minutes to pack all that down. You know, so it's like, do we really want to try and move this? So Bob is like, I'm just gonna see if I can't like. Uh, just sweet talk my way in there. And while he's gone, we're thinking about what to do. Should we go here? Should we break this down? Should we start breaking down now? Should we no? And then at one point, I realized like, wait, Bob's been gone for like ten minutes. He, if they had just said no, he would have come back by now. So we're like just waiting for Bob, and then we hear a knock at the door, and then <laughs> Bob walks in. He apparently spends something like a hundred and twenty dollars, hundred and three. He walked in and just was like, who's I've got money and, and just he found somebody <laughs> who would sell him uh, some like really kind of like, this cool like blue. And this, like, it was like Target. the exclusive Target Game Boy the, color. The, the exclusive red Target Game Boy color and like a nice like kind of like frosty blue like, blue kind of glacier one. They were both really pretty. And I remember like, everybody was like, those are those are really cool. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't. I hope they work. <laughs> yeah. They, an absolute they, legend. Just they didn't work, though. Well, they did, but no, they did. But like the the Daisy Chain, such a, the hardware that we had and the setup that we had, um, we had established that yes, the power issue was a big power or was a big issue. Um, but we still hit a wall. We couldn't get past thirteen. Yeah. So the full sixteen player, it is either something to do with maybe the quartz. Um, I would like to, if possible, get sixteen Game Cubes. And eliminate kind of like the power from the equation. Uh, Sierra was very convinced that like she could make some kind of uh, could could, start, could 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 figure out a could make a cord that would be able to push the power to these sixteen 
games, these seasons, these 16 seasons, basically what we, 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 we were not able to get 16 players. No. We were able to figure out why no one has and think of a handful of solutions. And so basically, uh, this story is to be continued. <laughs> As luck would have it, uh, Sierra, this lovely woman, we just happened to, it's such, she was, just, she happened to show up like right at the end and was just tapping people's shoulders like, what's going on here? And just, we chatted afterwards and she just had like a insight that I didn't. And I was like, okay, you need to, we need to like exchange numbers or something because like you you know something I don't and she was again able to come Sunday uh, and and do a lot of work. She's I guess she like- wasn't it also was super nice. She wasn't even planning on staying past Sunday, so we um, put her up in our Airbnb we, we and actually, let her stay with us just that, as a thanks for letting you know for spending all that extra time. Yeah, but she, um, she is and she messaged me on Discord. I think she's already kind of like circuit bending and looking at the cords and trying to figure out. Yeah, it's it's so we're going to kind of start working on this video. But as it stands, as I record this right here in October 18th, uh, it's still kind of a to be continued. Yes. But we but now we, we but we know our enemy. We know our enemy. And also um, we were able to get in touch, not with Champagne Poppy, with Robert, who <laughs> did the um, the Game Boy port. But we were able to get in touch with the guy who made the port for the Game Gear who knows Robert and maybe has lost touch with them, but hopefully we're trying to see if we can get touch in touch with um, champagne poppy because apparently (laughs) he lives in Seattle. (laughs) So, Oh yes. And also if if we can get this working, Sierra also in the greater Seattle area. So unfortunately uncle Bob is the only one there in the Midwest uh, who is not nearby, but I guess, you know, Sierra is, Nearby. So we're we're going to keep working on it. The video itself, um, just with the other videos we're working on right now. Oh, we, and we were filming I wasn't, and on we Sunday were, as well. Too, yeah, we of course we did. So yeah. with all of that, we I wasn't planning on getting this video out until November anyway, at least the middle to end of November. Mm-hmm. So we have some time to to work on it to see if we can get more things going. But yeah, right at this moment, it is a to be continued. <laughs> For and, we, sure. and, and, I, and we even like we're talking to Kelsey, who, you know, runs the runs the foundation with Frank. She also co-owns uh, Pink Gorilla, which is a, a used video game shop in the Seattle area. And, you know, I think uh, Gracie happened to mention her like, yeah, I don't know if we can just get like 16 game cubes. And she was just like, let's I she's like, I, I can do this. <laughs> I run a game store, I run a game store. I know I have connections. I have space. So, uh yeah, we're going to we're going to crack this, you know, kids today and their baseball. Yeah, really. At the end of the day, also, we, we I be baseballing. I need to give a shout all day and night. I need to give a shout to Chris, who was not only the uh, uh, um, the PRGE member who allowed us to use their space. He also came up with the great term "face." Do you face? <laughs> yo, yo, what do you do? What do you, what do you do? These these kids today, they face. All right, they get my face on. Right. Uh, so have a nice day. No, 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 Nick in the chat. Not do you ball. Do you face? <laughs> and so I don't know if, if we make this work. Oh, and then on top of all of that. So in the game, you're playing smiley emojis. And when you shoot another person and they die, it says, have a nice day. Kind of like sarcastically. Very 90s. Very like, you know, ironic. We go to a Chinese restaurant. Uh, we all meet there. Uh, great, cheap, huge portions of food. Fantastic. Um, I get there. And the woman who uh, is waiting to give us our table is wearing a T-shirt 
with a big like yellow smiley face that says have a nice day and i'm like oh my god sierra look at that she's like huh like her shirt says have a nice have a nice day she's like oh my god we couldn't we couldn't avoid face (laughs) uh and 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 i will say that unfortunately outside of that and meeting friends you know way after the fact at you know at the hotel at the hotel bar and hanging out with people and then you know got to meet kadikris again he was only here a month ago for PAX, so it was great to see him again. Mm-hmm. Other gotta than face- say hi to Norm, gotta yeah, or other- the gaming historian, exactly. gotta see s- some people. But we were so in in the ball. We were yeah. he- our faces were deep in the ball. We were facing. The, we we were fi- we faced basically the whole weekend. And again, I went on the showroom floor to look at games for about twenty minutes, and then uh, I-, I found a thirty-two X with Doom, and a th- and a three-button Genesis pad. By the way. Yeah. And uh, yo, Doom on 32x, not emulation on the real hardware, runs better than I thought. That game runs fine. That do game we, runs really do we need well. To revisit it. I want. I just. I. Okay, I, Derek. I haven't wanted to tell you this, but I kind of let the beans spill. Yeah. That was what I was my what I was planning on getting you for Christmas this year. Was it 32x? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna make it happen. Well, Maybe I'll get you something an extra surprise on the side, but okay. don't worry, it's well, coming. Then I also need to get um, I need to get like a boxed copy of Doom Thirty Two X because I only well, have a cart. Yeah, because that would be embarrassing if you only had a cart. <laughs> like, ugh, gross. Who, but, who on, does honestly, that? Honestly, like that, and then I I bought a, a a mug that let me let me have unlimited like cold orange soda soda and stuff like that (laughs) i hardly saw the convention at all i was running i got to see the con by because i um (laughs) i decided to get b-roll on sunday for our video so i was like filming stuff oh that's right i didn't really get to be at the convention either but i did grace was gone for like two hours no i wasn't you were gone for a while which i don't blame you i mean like i was well because i would run around and then i would see like pat at the NES Punk, I'd be like, oh my god, hi! And then I'd see Square Painter, I'm like, ah! And yeah. then Ian and Norm and all these people. Yeah, seeing old friends we hadn't seen since like, like, 2019 or yeah. before. So I, I did get caught up talking to people, but um, the coolest thing I saw was the the Tetris like World Championships happens at Portland every year. And I got to watch the semifinal or one of the semifinal matches. And guys, I need to go back like tonight when we're done oh, yeah let's go watch doing that. everything i want to watch that because the tetris tech is like it is is evolving like we haven't figured it out yet like there there are people like i think the new tech now i couldn't really see because i was so far away but they kind of have their controller and they push a button down and then they kind of spin the controller to like around the button they're pressing like they're physically rotating the controller oh. to make it go faster it's like it's they wild. used to hold it they used to like hold it sideways and then they would like just kind of like drum their fingers underneath it so they they so, so basically they'd hold their thumb above like the left or right and then they would just like run their fingers their you know their other finger on their other hand to like stimulate like t- to push a button faster cuz yeah. the thumb can't move that fast but if you just kind of like sashay your fingers over it Dude, the, the tech is insane. I can't wait to watch it. I think next time, also, next shit year, started hype because like it was it was hype, I mean, dude. Next year, um, people were screaming like I, you could hear it anywhere in the hall. <laughs> next year, I um, 
unless we have some stupid video idea again, and we probably will. Well, yeah. <laughs> I I am blocking out my entire Sunday. I'm getting there early. I'm sitting in the front row, and that's that is all I'm doing. You might be there like all day. <laughs> oh no, I I'm, will because it I'm goes. Sure they stay past the five o'clock. Uh, 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 yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't care. I'm I'm getting soda. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting there. Sodas. Yeah, we'll, we can switch out. Like we can have our one seat, and we can just, you know, like trade spots yeah. so someone can go to the bathroom. I but that's, like, that is all I'm doing. I felt a bit like a chump because I was like, I'm really thirsty. I'm super dry. You know, this whole weekend I was super dry, so I like went and bought this like kind of fancy copper mug. Uh, and he's like, Yeah, you get free refills, but we we close in a half hour. <laughs> so I did go back and drank a lot of soda to get my money's worth. But it's like, next year I'm gonna save this cup. I'm gonna bring this cup. To Portland next year. And well, that that free stand refills. is actually like around. Like I've seen that stand at like Fremont, like at Oktoberfest festivals yeah, in I the feel city. Like, I feel like because it's one of those things. Like yeah, you buy a cup for kind of a lot of money, but then you get unlimited soda. And it's like I feel like we've had one of these cups before. Yeah, we definitely I think we bought have. one. Do we? Do we donate it then, or or we lose it? It seems like one of the, the kind of thing. Yeah, that when we go moving, I. That's the kind of thing that I would be like, okay, we only get to keep four coffee mugs <laughs> mm-hmm. and then one of the 10 has to go or like six of them have to go. I think that's also back when we're like, well, let's try and move ourselves because we have a station wagon. We can just put all yeah. this. We, can, we don't need to hire movers. And then it's like, no, hire movers. If you can. Holy shit. It is a lot nicer. Yeah. They're, they're there for a reason. But, um, oh yeah, but that's how thirsty I was is I hate orange soda and I was like guzzling it down because I just needed the raw energy reserves. But yeah, so face ball, we ball in, we face in. Yep. Two, from 2000 to <laughs> 2000 and late, whatever, we yeah. here. <laughs> we're, we're keeping uh, the that, dream alive. That reference was 2000 and late. Well, it was. <laughs> oh man, it was. So yeah, that's that's kind of the big video update. Um, I posted about it a bit on the Patreon. I still feel kind of bad. Like by the time we actually got there, things were so intense. I meant to post on the Patreon, like in case anyone was at the convention to come down, but, um, I, I just didn't get around to making it like a separate post for it. Yeah. Cause even, so apologies if you were there and even didn't when we make got it there down. Friday, we met up with uncle Bob and got dinner and like chatted about stuff. And so like, honestly, like. We uh, got we got to the convention and almost immediately started setting this stuff up. It was crazy you know. sidebar about me and Uncle Bob. Turns out that our families are from the same extremely tiny town yeah. in rural Illinois to the point where my grandma was his elementary school music teacher. Yeah. So it's just like what a small world. What a beautiful baseball world. And then in. like and then meeting Sierra and she's like, Oh yeah, I I I don't want to put her on blast which is like I, I live in the seattle area i live in the seattle area like, like you hey. do she's like yeah i just wanted to show up here and there's was, there was, what a, what a beautiful I, what, what a beautiful world and she was uh, yeah and she just showed up like way at the end like what's going on was tapping on shoulders that's, that's some people told me oops some people told me that like the whole time we were doing it there were people that were like what's going on <laughs> and i think some did stand around to be like i want to i want to see this but it was it was crazy. I'm I'm upset that we weren't able to get it done. I would have been so cool if we would have been able to get the 16 player working. But we've we've gotten so we've got, answered so many questions. Yeah. And of course, once you answer questions, you start to have more questions. So we'll we'll see. We'll keep updating you guys on the Patreon in the state of the skeleton on the podcast um, as we are starting to figure that out and as we get closer to actually yeah. putting that video out. 
in the meantime, we have our video on um, PlayStation Doom, which is um, we're about to go watch a cut for that. I think that is going to come out next week. Yeah, we were hoping to get it a little sooner, but this 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 weekend completely disappeared from us. So. Yeah, th- this weekend yeah. kind of face faceballed into yeah. a million faceballs. <laughs> And uh, we also have the um, kind of office tour video. We're not going to call it the game room tour. Not to be confused with the game room video. <laughs> yeah, because the game room video is, which is about Microsoft game room. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. explain is, those two things real quick. Right? Yeah, so okay. anyway, so we have the office tour. If you are on our Patreon, you have hopefully already watched it. It's basically just a video where we go through Derek's collection. We, you kind of see like where we work. And what everything looks like in our office. And I talk about my philosophy on how to collect yeah. and how to put up your collection and what a collection uh, uh, needs to be kind of like logically and spiritually. And, you know, just what 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 how, when you once you have the collection, what do you do with it in terms of, you know, displaying it and whatnot? And yeah. then also just say yeah, a couple things about what I what I have, what mm-hmm. I do. Just kind of showing things off. And that's just more of a. Um, people have asked us about that in the past. We have said that we would do one in the past, but um, it just kind of felt like we were ready to do one. So that that is up on the Patreon. I think it is going to come out on YouTube. I'm planning on it. No, it has to come out on the 20th. It better fucking come out on... <laughs> it's coming out on the 20th it's coming on, on the YouTube. 20th, God damn it. Yes. Yeah, so it's 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 happening. We just need it's to It's done. Make... It just needs to... It just, yeah. yeah, it's kind of, and we meant to do it this weekend, but again, things got a little ahead, out of our hands. Um, and then also we have another video where the script is done. Just need to record it and shoot it. But that is for Microsoft Game Room, which is a poorly remembered and poorly supported retro gaming service from 2008. That oh, 2010. It was 2000, pitched, oh, my God. Pitched started in, in 2000. Pitched in 2008. Actually launched in 2010. That was supposed to be the cool... It, Honestly, it could have been so cool. It was a... I think at one point they say 5,000 games over the next three years. Yeah, and basically... Or maybe 2,000 games? Yeah, and it was I a don't... place. It was like an app. It was a storefront. It was a glorified menu. I barely know how to describe it. Was, it. it was also a bit of... It was a weird, like, bad meta... Worse metaverse and bad game... Uh, 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 club no okay. menu no but the thing is arcade Xbox museum now. pass game, game pass. pass yeah because it was a really bad game pass and a really bad metaverse um and it, it it's it is a pass mortem that is not going to be 45 minutes because there's frankly not much talk about it because it came out and then fucking vanished yeah so um that that video i uh because it was so poorly supported at the time, and I guess we didn't even explain what it was. It was a place where you could purchase uh, games like old ROMs for um, like various arcade games for the Atari twenty six hundred and the Intellivision. And they they promised also that they called in an everything emulator, and there was even talk about they were going to eventually bring Dreamcast games on, blah blah blah. But it it just crashed and burned almost immediately. You'll you'll see why when you see the video. Yeah. But it um for one kind of funny challenge for that video was it was not very well like talked about or recorded at the covered. time or like, covered. That's yeah, the word like I'm looking for. Oh yeah, it, 
news article. No, no one cared about it. There were articles when it came out. Like LGR made a video when it launched. The only people who <laughs> stuck with it. Person. Let's get. Let's the get, only person. Let's really call it out. Call fair here. Who stuck with it one was person. Jeff Gerstmann from Giant Bomb, who formerly of Giant Bomb. It pains me to say. Right, but he made. You know, through the, the powers that be of being the editor in chief of that site for so long, he made um, videos for every single release, every new drop of games on Game Room, <laughs> which to ended up of his employee and his co workers. <laughs> yes, which ended up being over 10 hours of footage to watch and go through. And uh, but near's, I mean, you did the research on this, Grace, and I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, if if he was the only person, if he wasn't the only person, the only surviving footage, yes, of like they're up actually to date, following the beat as it was happening, re- updates on Game Room on Microsoft Game Room was Jeff Gersman and then of course Ryan Davis and Brad Shoemaker, yeah, uh, making fun of him and giving him a lot of shit for continuing to talk about Game Room every week. And uh, the the service is delisted mm-hmm. now as of like 2017. Um, which is a surprisingly long time that it was available. It was only updated in 2010. Yeah, it only was officially supported for less than a year. Six, six weeks or six months? It was like, But um, left up for uh, until to, 2017. May to December, I believe. June to December? Yeah. Oh, something like that, uh, yeah. Like March to December. Oh, okay, all right. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so that's that's coming. And then, of course... Baseball and then oh yes, we have a really packed end of the year planned oh, for you Zeebo. guys. I, I, I've been still plugging and away. And Z- Zebo's happening. Yep. Oh my god! So lots of stuff. <sighs> but so now we are going to go on to questions. If you are a part of our Patreon, um, every week when we well every other week when we do a podcast, we post a post. We let you post your post of questions on our post. It is a fun time, but we got. <laughs> quite a few to go through it's a hell of a way to describe that <laughs> but you know what we're tired <laughs> from the conventions. the deuce is loose this is the best people <laughs> this is what this is what we where we are all right so i got a question from mike speaking of baseball 2000 are there any other retro games you wish had secret 16 multiplayer player multiplayer modes besides doom super noah's arc 3d checks quest Damn. does that count those those are still doom I mean, we should probably come up with something that oh. isn't doom 16 players you know what i oh all right i'm I'm gonna do a hot take here okay conquers bad fur day for the nintendo 64 (laughs) um uh, i don't think that game's very good Mm -hmm. i don't think it was very funny and i think it's kind of neat what it how it was basically just a 3d adventure game we just had quests and just did stuff for evil but it wasn't really a -a collect-a-thon that was kind of interesting i guess uh the beach multiplayer um where there are two people, two teddies uh, on a wall with guns, and then there is a bunch of other uh, immigrants. Basically, it's a, we call we always called it the Normandy, uh, basically um, a multiplayer game. You try and run into the base underneath them, and then you try and snipe them, or you try and blow them up with rocket launchers. Uh, I've always felt like that was such a good idea, uh, and it's trapped in that one game. And I think it'd be really really fun to have some kind of uh i don't know if that quite a tower defense game but like in kind of a, a different style of, of a multiplayer game where one people just try and run to a place and the un people that are far away kind of snipe and blow up uh could be like a, a 4v12 or like something a like that yeah eight, no 8v8 
I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I, I think you'd have to. That would be I mean, insane. You, you could do two on two and just have two, uh, you know, people up on the towers and two people down on the fields. You want to do I four feel like player. you almost need more people on the field versus in the tower. Uh, I be- I think that, like, usually you had one or two other AI controlled guys, but it's been a while. But, like, man, in high school, we played the shit out of that mm-hmm. and nothing else. <laughs> But that that multiplayer mode is fantastic. It should come back. All right. So this is from Jose said, hey, I'll give me an album recommendation. Anything doesn't have to have a reason. But if there is a reason, let me hear it. I'm posting this now. So Derek has ample time to think about it or maybe not think about it. And then um, they have asked this before. And I recommended Doja Cat and they really liked it. So, you know, I talked about Rusty last week or last episode. I still think Glass Swords. By Rusty, R U S T I E, yeah, with Y I E. Um, also, uh, another album in 2011 that blew my mind was Triple X by Danny Brown. Just about anything by Danny Brown's pretty incredible, but I, I, I think that uh, Triple X is probably still his best album. Uh, Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown is also really good, but it is a very dark album. It's very, it's a very good album, but woof. You've been really getting into like metal and like alkaline trio I mean, and stuff like that well, those, again. No, Are those not? Is that, that not, is metal? not metal? Race, sorry. No. Um, well, that was just alkaline trio came up about because of the Blink One Eighty Two reunion thing, and it's like, well, you know, uh, Matt from Alkaline Trio replaced Tom in Blink One Eighty Two, and now that Tom is back in Blink One Eighty Two, I'm like, what's up with alkaline trio? Um, yeah, I would say that maybe from here to Infirmary by Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will yeah. I will put out one recommendation. This is not an album. I just kind of want to share this with everybody. I started I, I've been a fan of like lo-fi hip hop kind of relaxation like um music in the past. And also I really like I loved uh oh gosh, of course I can't remember the name of it, but it was that Derek, it was that a genre of music that had the marble statues with like weird psychedelic um like imagery around it and it was like synth wave it wasn't it was kind of vaporwave part, yeah vaporwave, vaporwave okay. so i used to like that in the past so take that as you for what you will but there's this new kind of a new to me style that kind of merges like um japanese city pop with like vaporwave and lo-fi hip-hop and it's called future funk mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's it's more like just disco with dis- city yeah. pop samples yes yeah that's a good way to describe yeah. it and, but it's sort of part of that milieu. And there's this artist on there called Uni Deluxe that I really like who makes really cool mixes of songs. So I would recommend them. And that that is the new what I've been listening to lately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, moving on. This is from, I'm going to say Caberos. Um, Have you seen the anime Berserk? And we've talked about Berserk on the podcast before. I have read all of the manga. Mm-hmm. I have not watched the anime, partly because I just don't want to see that. <laughs> like, I can handle it in written form. Yeah. But it, it is, I think, watching it I in should... anything I can imagine in, like, animated or even just a moving format, I don't think would make me feel good. So I it's, maybe it, don't want to watch I, it's it. It's kind of similar to, like, Junji Ito. <laughs> and it's like, you don't need to animate Junji Ito. Like, it's almost be... An, inc- an incredible you you'd be so hard to do it properly and it turns out that it looks like that it has not been done properly i have not seen the berserk anime 
I have seen the Super Eye Patch Wolf anime or uh, video about the anime where he basically says, "Don't watch the anime; it doesn't look good." And judging by, because I've not read Berserk, but I'm familiar with the art style. I'm familiar with how that how that shit go. Um, yeah, the anime don't look good. Yeah. Don't. And also, I kind of not crazy about anime, so you know, it's yeah. So this is from Hayden. Uh, what do y'all think about Hogwarts Legacy? I personally am excited. I was wondering what, but I was wondering specifically how you felt about J.K. Rowling from what I heard not being a part of the game story. And um, the, 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 the question is, uh, I am personally super excited. I know how you feel about J.K. and was wondering how you felt about that, uh, her not being a part of the game story. I don't believe we've actually ever said anything. We've about- probably talked about her in passing. Yeah, I don't know that we have said how we feel about J.K., but I'm sure you know how we feel about J.K. Um, and so I say that. Yeah, I just think she's a, a very wealthy person who's out of touch. And then also, in retrospect, a lot of the things in the book story are not things I vibe with as an adult and even are things that kind of messed me up as an adult or as a kid. Like, um, I used to be terrified of people looking at my hands and I kind of realized, like, because I, I used to be really sensitive, like, have really bad body image. And I used to think, well, I am fat. And I grew up as kind of a bigger than everyone else around me. And I was like, oh, my hands are probably really mannish. Yeah. <laughs> and that is something that I t- absolutely picked up from Harry Potter. So I do have kind of mixed feelings about her legacy and about Harry Potter. Though I do think people should enjoy Harry Potter if they enjoy Harry Potter. I have not thought a lot about Hogwarts Legacy. It's been crazy how it feels like anything Hogwarts related in video games has just like not worked. And I would like for it to work. It is a really cool world. Yeah, I kind of get the sense. Okay, I don't follow Harry Potter. I don't know much about Harry Potter. And probably I I watched the first Harry Potter movie with my my girlfriend in like college. And I didn't understand it because it just kind of moved so quickly. And I was like, oh, this movie is made for people that have read the books. Which of course you make that movie, but I was just like, wait, what's going on? Then I really, expl- I, I was, I found myself confused by it. That's my relationship with Harry Potter. I get the sense then that this Hogwarts um, Academy game uh, is what is that was called? Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy, right? Is kind of similar to like Knights of the Old Republic, like it's Star Wars, but it's not Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, right? You know, it, there, there are Jedi's, but it's not those Jedi's, right? And I think that you could still have fun if it's just like in that world it kind of falls into the category of thing we probably shouldn't talk that much about because we're not really educated on it it looks like it's coming out in february 2023 it's set in the 1890s so it's before voldemort i guess it's okay it's one it's one thing to so that's kind of fun it's I, i feel like you can't really win because you you should support these developers who are working really hard on this game. They didn't ask to. Uh, whenever J.K. Rowling opens her stupid mouth and says <laughs> some hateful shit, uh, they're probably going, "Ugh, we just want to make a fun game, and they should be able to make a fun game, and they should be able to, that game should be judged on its own merits of just if it's a fun game or not." But then also, like, oh man, uh, the Harry Potter legacy is kind of you know certainly something, and is not above. I don't think not above a certain level of uh, scrutiny and criticism. So um, I don't know that I really 
have thought much about this game or that I'm going to play it when it comes out. It's being made by Warner Brothers Interact, or it's being published by Warner Brothers because, of course, it is. So the first thing I oh, thought about... it's being about, developed by Avalanche Studios, and they made the damn uh, Toys to Life stuff, I believe, right? Yeah, yep. So Salt Lake City. Maybe they're really good about handling these types of franchises and stuff and doing... F- I mean, I don't the, know. Well, okay, so the first thought I had, because I have not thought about that game since it was announced like earlier this year or whatever, but the first thought, I, when I was thinking about it this morning, I was like, man, what if, what if it had the Nemesis system in it <laughs> and you get to the school and you like have a couple people that you meet and like maybe you don't get along with, but then as your classes go and you have little interactions... They just keep you keep getting stronger and they keep getting stronger and you guys have like beef like, oh, man, wouldn't that be? You know what? I'm sorry that this has turned into like a 2012 conversation where everything is like, what if it had the nemesis system? Yeah, which which turns out (laughs) we all thought the nemesis system was going to be the new. Nothing had the nemesis system. No, it's not. It's not the future. But also like flying. What even happened? Wizards and spells and, you know, brooms and uh, all all that stuff. It's fun. Goblins. Apparently there's a lot of goblins. That's fun. Magic and wizards and stuff's fun. So like whatever. If if that if that if, if that game is just like, yo, check out these wizards. Yo, look at these fucking wizards got wands. Look at these wands. Look at this castle. What's in the castle? Wizards. Cool. Yeah. It's an open world single player action RPG, which I think is good. Like, um, I feel like if you tried to make that like a an MMO or something, that immediately would be a turnoff for me. I don't know. I, I hope it I hope it's good. It, it would be nice. It's kind of like Sonic, where it's like, man, yeah, I just hope they have a good one. <laughs> That's Yeah, I really have no skin in this game, but like, <laughs> yeah. yo, I hope it's good, you know? Yeah. All right. This is from Reed. What are your guilty pleasure games or music? I think we get this question pretty frequently. And not to say, you know, thank you for asking, but um, we don't, I don't think Derek and I really believe in like guilty pleasure I think I used as to. a concept. I used to. I remember one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godsmack. Okay. You know, Legends of Rock. Wait, aren't they from Alaska? No. Okay, sorry. At that's all. 36 Crazy Fists. Yes. Okay. Which nobody, that's not even close. That's not even a thing. I mean, okay. like, in ter- same kind of genre of music. I apologize. In terms, to in terms of popularity, not even close. Shout out to those, shout out to those guys, though. You know, that's they right. put Alaska on the map. But at one point, Godsmack was coming to Alaska. Okay. And all of my hipster punk rock friends who hated corporate rock and didn't they were the type of people that were like i like this band but then they the the, the next album came out and they signed to uh, another label and got a little more money oh they sold out they suck now their first album was better their first album was better for sounded all corporate i remember hearing them like you guys want to go to the gosmack show but like just ironically like just like to go there to make fun of it and i thought that was so uh, such a weird thing to say and i realized what it was all these years later was like, you just like Godsmack, but don't want to fucking admit it to yourself. So you want to spend money to go do something that you think is not cool. Just say you like Godsmack and go to the Godsmack concert. I'm more upset about that than Godsmack. I don't like yeah. Godsmack. But if you're like, oh, I'm just, bu- <laughs> I'm listening to Godsmack ironically. No, you're listening to Godsmack, period. Done. And a sentence. Yeah. So I, I, I get this idea of guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I understand so I'm not saying this person is doing that. Yeah. But I think of. But really, it's like, what's something that you know is bad, but you still enjoy? But to me, I hear that and I go, oh, you enjoy it. Yeah. And so I guess my, my, you probably didn't expect this answer. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm like, no, just if you enjoy shit, you enjoy shit. And don't feel like you need to put asterisks on something for yourself. And that, and that's that's all this. It's like... Can I, can I share something, Derek? Oh, sure. Yeah. Mine would be, you know, if the category is something you enjoy but you know is bad. I really enjoyed the first season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> okay. And this is immediately out of the demographic of anyone who listens to this podcast, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay, Grace. Because talk to him. There, there is a all. Of course, it's Real Housewives. All of the women in this show are insane. They've been chosen to be on the show because and they're acting too. They're giving because they are yeah crazy people who are being paid to act crazy. Yeah. So that that's baseline. And then also, so one of the characters on the show is a woman who she's a preacher for like some sort of evangelical type church. It's basically a cult. Sure. She is a little bit out of touch with reality, <laughs> as you might expect for anyone who would agree to a, to appear on a Real Housewives show. But there, there is just a an event that she puts on. It is possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I think it happens around episode four. <laughs> you do have to watch all of the episodes for setup to get to that point. It is incredibly boring. The rest of the show is incredibly boring. But her putting on her Met Gala event is the highest level like a of art. Corral. At a, yeah, <laughs> just amazing amazing yeah absolutely recommend watching it just just to experience it just to so you can be like grace this was not fun i'm like yeah i know but i'm now realizing nick is kind of making a point in the chat um like i think you can have a distinction between i do it ironically and i know this has a problem but i love it and nick brings up the point in the chat here about you know harry potter um i guess i hadn't concerned i hadn't thought about that angle being a lot of people's guilty pleasure or just yeah like having a problematic uh uh problematic creator. fave yeah 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 <laughs> i guess i don't know if i have a whole lot of those it's I don't know. tumblr problematic fave you don't okay. have a problematic fave um did you think chris pat's voice for mario was fine no thought, i did see bad? i i, bad I thought find. it was I, you know, I did think it was fine but then i saw somebody uh, had Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Someone animated Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers saying that line, and I was like, I can't, I can't unhear it. Um, you know, there are a couple of R. Kelly songs that still pop into my head that oh. I can't get out sometimes. Yeah, and there are a handful of uh, Bill Cosby jokes that I think about all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I was I, th those are easy to drop mm -hmm. when you know, there's there's lots of good shit out there. All right. So, this is from Vincent. Oh, Dragon Quest. I came oh, to your sorry. channel and, well, with H. Well, just Nick Nick in the in the in the comments and then in the chat said, "This is me with Dragon Quest music." There you go. That 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 be a guilty pleasure is like me playing through Dragon Quest <laughs> and like humming along to the music and actually really enjoying like Dragon Quest 8's soundtrack and it's like, "Yeah." Yeah. How and is that a guilty pleasure? People go to orchestrated ver like Oh, no, just it, it, it being it being problematic. Oh. I guess, yeah. I do, I, I do feel bad, you know. I guess that's, that's probably the best, like, modern corollary. Yeah. But let, let's let's move anyway, on. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I want to move on to Vincent's question. I came to your channel with the HVGN episode of Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 for the Game Boy Color. HVGN name instantly, or Happy Video Game Nerd name instantly appealed to me because it said you wouldn't be snarky about underappreciated game. On the Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 line, what other ports do you think improve the original game beyond graphical upgrades? Oh, a lot of the Final Fantasy 1 remakes, uh, like the PSP and even the Game Boy 1, 
uh, that was called like Duel of Heroes or something like that. Dawn of Souls. I forget what it was called. Um, do a lot to like re uh, balance that game. Uh, and then we, we talked a lot about how EDF uh, 4.1 uh, takes like EDF 2025 and gives it like a much better frame rate and a way better like loading times and stuff like that. Uh, but probably the best example I can think of is uh is yo perfect dark on the Xbox, uh, perfect dark HD. Um, that perfect dark was a game that always controlled kind of bad and ran terribly, even though I put like several days of my life into that game on N64. Uh, when I playing it on 360 or I guess Xbox, you know, Game Pass, um, man, it just get having proper controller support and decent frame rate makes that game just stand out so so wonderfully. Uh, those are the big examples I can think of at the top of my head. I think I did a video also I mentioned in a video we made a while ago about uh, Mario Mario Super Mario Bros DX for the Game Boy Color is a really, really good remake of the original Mario Brothers, except for the screen being really small. Um, other than that, though, like, I think that, 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 that's about all I got. Yeah. yeah, I don't, honestly, I can't really think of any at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I think Dawn of Souls. For, okay, yes, the uh, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 is called Dawn of Souls. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, Derek, for coming coming in clutch with that because my my brain just immediately went blank. But anyway, this is from <laughs> Corey. With all the Bayonetta three voice acting controversy going on, it got oh, yeah. me thinking: who would play Derek and Grace in the made for TV Lifetime movie adaptation of Stop Skeletons from Fighting? And oh, oh yeah, that's why we were you were talking about this at yeah, di- yeah. at breakfast this morning. My, my I was first, like, what? My first thought was <laughs> Paul Rudd. Uh huh. I, I like, think that would be fun. I like, I like him to play me. Um, and then I would have said Chris Pratt if he was like Aunt doing Andy Dwyer mm-hmm. from Parks and Rex, uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't. I don't think I would. Uh, no, I think I'd stick to. Uh, you know what? Luck- Paul Rudd. Lifetime would be lucky to have Paul Rudd for. Yeah, and I guess I don't know any, any li- Lifetime <laughs> caliber, caliber actors. actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not really in the Lifetime multiverse. <laughs> No. As much as like my mom is, for example. Oh my God, she loves those movies. But um, what did we... Okay, so I am going to pick Kat Dennings because she's very funny and very beautiful. And yes, you know, yes. Let's, let's just do it. No, absolutely. Let's go for it. That's great. If I can pick anybody, I'm going to pick her. And she is married or marrying is marrying Andrew WK. Oh, that's fun. Why, yeah. don't, why don't you have Andrew WK be Derek? Oh, because he's very tall. <laughs> He's really, they, really tall. Well, they, you know, the magic of Hollywood, they could just have Cat in like mega platforms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if the WK family would represent us yeah, in a would, movie. I would be honored. Yes, absolutely. absolutely honored. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, I, I've, I never thought that, I never liked Andrew WK, ironically. He came, when Party Hard came out in 02, I was like, is it okay for me to like this? Because I fucking love this. I remember, I, I was at my radio gig in, in, in college and uh, the new Angie WK album came out and I remember jokingly saying like is it wrong to like Angie WK and everyone turned to me and said yes and they were wrong yeah. they were wrong on that it's come around now they're almost always wrong yeah Haley Joel Osment for me maybe he could he could be me <laughs> I'm not against it I don't know what he looks like anymore 
Uh, Wait, Haley Joel Osment's the sixth sense. He does Sora. Kid, right? He's Kingdom Hearts Sora. Oh, can yeah. he be our narrator, like uh, <laughs> Tom Howard? Sure. <laughs> from Arrested Development. Sure, yeah. I would also like the guy who Ron, plays Ron Howard. Ron, Ron Howard. Sorry, yeah. I would like the guy who plays Wilfred in the TV show Wilfred to play Launchpad. Yeah, only fair. Yeah, this sounds perfect. And then we can just have like a pile of laundry play dollop. <laughs> just a pile of urinating laundry. Well, we're running a bit over now, I think. Well, we That's... got we got two more questions. Oh, to we're gonna go. try, we're try to hit all these? Yeah, we're gonna go through. Oh, them all. okay, all right. This is from Joel. I'm current I'm just gonna read his whole question. I have not read this beforehand, so hopefully this is fine. I am currently playing a survival horror-esque movie adaptation game on a Nintendo platform where the characters must explore a creepy mansion with dangerous traps and encounters that are best avoided. What's more, there are multiple characters with different abilities and items. I think I know where this is going. Such as a camera that can be switched between and occasionally separate from each other in order to get further into the house. I am, of course, referring to Monster House on the Game Boy Advance. (laughs) Have you played it by any chance? I feel it mimics many of the elements found in Sweet Home, a game I know you're quite fond of. That is hilarious. On a podcast that I enjoy listening to called um, the Slash Filmcast, they called that a Boom Goes the Dynamite. <laughs> we just got Boom Goes the Dynamite oh, wow. got by Mr. Joel. Thank you, Joel. Uh, shout out to my old friend Ben Hall uh, way back in the day from the from on, on the Milk Money days, the salad days, video game takeout. Uh, ben did a show all about just just you just stuck to Game Boy games. And um, he did a review of Monster House one Halloween and it was just like, Woke up one day, saw that he had uploaded a video from Monster House, and I went, what'd you do, Ben? And I recall it being like, he's like, yeah, this game's, you know, it's based on a, a Robert Zemeckis-produced uh, animated film. It came out in, God, I guess about like 10, 15 years ago now, and uh, about a haunted house. And I recall Ben saying the game was shockingly good. And I think with his recommendation, I downloaded it and played it and went, yeah, it is pretty good. And then a couple of years later, I finally got a hold of a copy of Sweet Home. I have not played Monster House for the GBA since I played Sweet Home. I should go back to it again. But that is so interesting. I would, Derek, I would like you to play this for me. We need, um, on a personal note, Derek and I have been trying to figure out like a spooky game to play for fun for October. And I, I was kind of leaning towards the original Fatal Frame for the Xbox. And But maybe we could do Monster House. That would be fun. It'd probably be a lot shorter. <laughs> probably, probably a lot shorter. A little bit shorter. I, mean, I don't know. We, we might we would probably have to pull out a game fact on the side still. Or we could also play Adam's Family <laughs> Values on the Super Nintendo. Oh, right. You've which been is wanting like to watch a, Adam's Family. Well, I wanted to watch those movies. But also the Adam's Family Values game on Super Nintendo is like a weird Zelda clone. And, mm-hmm. and kind of a decent one at that. All right. But I've not played. That, that's one of those games that like, you know, you download the ROM and you play it for like a few minutes and go, that's kind of cool. And then you just never Never think about it again again, until you're on your podcast (laughs) talking about specifically that. All right. Last question. Thank you, everybody who submitted your questions on the Patreon. Last question from James. They say, weird question, I know, but how much do both of you think your identities have been altered by playing such a big role in an online community? Or at least a part of an online community. Uh... Not much. I feel, I, I don't know. It's like. <laughs> well, you've been doing it for so long. Yeah, I'm doing, it's like, I've been doing it 15 years you've now. You've been so. doing it since before your brain was done developing. Exactly, yeah. don't men's brains stop developing when they're like 25 or 26 or something like that? I guess I wasn't done developing then, yeah, because I was 23. When yeah, I so you were, your brain wasn't fully formed. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know any different anymore now. I, I spent yeah. my entire post, you know, adolescence, the, the, the majority of my adult life, I've been making content online. Uh, and I think how it's affected me is uh, for the better, because I think it's made me a healthier person that I've had a creative outlet for this whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that if I wasn't doing it, doing something like this, I'd be uh, just bitterly fantasizing about doing it. Yeah. I think for me, it has made me, forced me to be a little bit more open to coming out of my shell and it's forced me to confront a lot of anxiety that I've had especially social anxiety around um, meeting people in person or going up to people and saying hi things like that because that's something I've always struggled with and have really been working on since I started working on the channel and um, just being able to go up to someone that you you like or you think is cool at like at a convention or just wherever and being able to say, hey, you don't know me, but I think you're great. Uh, we don't have to talk, but if you want to talk, I'm, I'm okay mm-hmm. either way. That's taken me a long time to get to that point. And it's something I feel like I've only been able to enjoy since like 20, <laughs> even 2018. It's something I've worked on for a long time. You probably could tell that I'm maybe not super socially out there since i don't you know really like to be on camera and stuff like that but mm. yeah that's that that's something that i've worked on and i think that this job has really helped me with just being more confident i guess yeah so i guess we have kind of very positive ways to look at this pretty positive yeah, yeah. well hey you know it's very positive mm-hmm. was this episode hey yeah the, i had a lot of fun yeah uh and tell you what you know this is one of those months where we have like a whole lot of mondays we do this uh, podcast on the first and third Monday, which means actually we are not going to be recording again on Halloween. All right. So we're going to be back on the 7th of November for the next episode of Stop Skilling Some Podcasting 79, which is almost, which is close to 69. So we'll have to make some kind of fun. Have some fun. It's like 79. It's almost 69. It's close like, enough for we'll, me. We'll talk about how we've grown and changed since the 69th not episode. Not much. <laughs> If at all. But yeah, we'll be back again. Uh, if you want to join us uh, on our uh, uh, on Patreon and chat with us in real time, uh, hopefully, you know, it's it's we, we've done a couple of these Tuesday <laughs> Tuesday podcasts and it's kind of messed up the uh, uh, the formula. I think some people that schedule's not been great, but hopefully we'll be nice and even here for the rest of the year in November, December. We're yeah. bringing it home in 2022 almost done. Grace, what do you think about that? We'll be, uh, we'll be November 7th. Next episode, that's like basically the end of the year now. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for video games in 2023. I guess that's that was my first thought. Is I was like, Breath of the Wild 2 yeah, I know, might right? exist a year from now. I'm waiting for uh Super Mario Bros. Pikmin the 4. movie of the game. Yes. I'm actually okay, unironically excited for that because I love just the whole concept of making a the Mario- movie the game. Just I, in general, I, I think I'm, that'd be so funny if the if the follow up to Mario Odyssey is the movie the game. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we'll see you on December. Whoops, November seventh. November seventh. Yep. <laughs> we will be here, and um, we will use that time in between podcasts to bring you some really cool videos, and hopefully get all that done. So we'll and we'll, we'll be, see. And we'll, we'll we'll be rested. And we'll be a little bit less. We'll, we, won't, we, won't, we won't be post con tired. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. Join our Patreon if you want to chat with us live. Oh, yes. If not, you know, whatever. Do do you. Oh, wait. Rate us five 
stars on iTunes. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Yep. And have a lovely rest of your day. I am the Deuce. I, I am the Derek. And stay powerful. Stay powerful.